Hello, this is Taboo Winslow Mars, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency and author. Let's play ball and win. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Confronting Galalith, a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Today, our genuine discussion is how hard it's been for athletes to get recruited into a program with post-COVID. It's been a nightmare. They've had almost two years where they didn't play and schools shut down and then they had no season. And then all of a sudden, schools started twinkling in and starting to open up. But some kids are out there like, hey, I want to play. So we have one with me today. I have on Tony Gilbert. He's a defensive defensive coordinator for Mississippi College. And I have a few things I would like to discuss. I'm going to read a few um, articles from scholarshipstats.com that um, talks about recruitment and what you look for in a high school student to go into a college sport. What are the chances of a high school athlete making the transition to the college level? We compared the number of athletes participating in varsity sports at U.S. high schools to the number of college student athletes. Overall, a little, a little over 7% of high school athletes, about one in 13, go on to play a varsity sport in college and less than 2% of high school athletes, one in 57, go into play at the NCAA Division I schools. NCAA international participation data was only compiled for Division I and Division II schools. The international, the international participation percentage is significantly lower for the Division III schools. From our estimates, the D3 percentage is around one in six of the combined D1 and D2 international percentages. Consequently, U.S. athletes generally have the best odds of making a D3 roster as one NCAA, three as the most has the most teams, and two NCAA three teams have a higher percentage of U.S. athletes on their rosters. High school data is from the annual high school athletics participation survey conducted by the National Foundation of State High School Associations. Statistics for both high school and college athletes above report participation of school-sponsored varsity, JV, and freshman teams. The percentage of international athletes playing in in a specific sport has a major impact on the odds of high school athletes competing at the college level. For example, the odds of a U.S. high school tennis player making an NCAA one roster are the steepest of any sport, primarily due to over 60% of the available rosters spots being filled by international athletes. Conversely, sports with low international participation, such as football, baseball, and softball, have better odds for U.S. school athletes to make a roster. About one in three of 
one-third of the two-year college attendees transfer to four-year colleges within two years. So the result is, is that about 50% of high school graduates ultimately enroll at a four-year college, and half do not. What does that mean for the prospective college athlete? Well, if you can't get into a four-year school, your odds may be effectively doubled for making a college team. There are many reasons high school graduates do not go on to four-year colleges, and unfortunately, financial remains the biggest obstacle for many families. But academics is another significant factor. And if you're an aspiring college athlete, this is an era you have control over. Even if you are a highly recruited athlete, you have to gain admissions to your school first. A coach can't get you a roster spot on the team unless you can meet the school's academic standards. The importance of getting good grades starts early in high school. Too many talented high school athletes neglect their grades during their freshman and sophomore years and try to play catch up in their junior and senior years. Unfortunately, it's often too much ground lost early to make up. Most college coaches are confident they can develop a talented high school athlete into a good college player, but they also kindly aware that have, they have little control over the field and they have little control off the field and cannot force an athlete to hit the books and study. The high school athlete who is academically self-motivated will move up the recruiting ladder. Recruiting is a very intensive process and coaches have a limited amount of time and resources. Bottom line is coaches will only recruit those athletes they feel confident will be able to make a successful academic transition from high school to college. Enhance your recruiting profile, get the good grades. And this was from this is from scholarshipstats.com. And I have a lot of statistics, but I didn't really want to go over those statistics. I want to welcome Tony to Confronting Galalith. Thank you for joining us today. Can you share how long you've been in the industry and what, what do a defensive coordinator do? Well, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Ms. Winslow, for uh, uh, you know, allow me to come on and talk, but I've been in the business since I've been coaching since 1990. And so, uh, so I don't know what's that going into what the, I can't calculate it right now, but it's been coaching <laughs> a couple of about since 1990. And, um, and I've been on numerous places. And so a defensive coordinator is basically, um, basically in charge of the defensive side of the ball, uh, responsible for the off, uh, the D line linebackers and, you know, secondary. And he calls the particular plays that, you know, help the defense be successful. So that's what I try to do. <laughs> Thank you. And what university, what college are you, um, at, at this point? At Mississippi college. Okay. And what division is your college ranked at? Uh, it is division two. Okay, thank you. Uh, Gulf South Conference, uh, in the Gulf South Conference. Okay, very good. Did you guys have a good season? 
we uh unfortunately we came up on the losing end we finished four and six uh you know it was tough coming off the you know the pandemic um uh you know you know and everything we had some injuries especially defensively that kind of hurt us uh we lost like six uh starters on defense and see the thing in division two you only have 36 scholarships and so and so you got to try to uh, build a team with 36 scholarships and so that's one of the challenges of division two and some division two schools do not even have 36 uh, scholarships but we are fortunate that we do have that and so so when you kind of lose you know starters you know you know in the division two level you know you can get you know it, it could be pretty rough for your team now when you say 36 scholarships you're talking about guests on the football team right six full scholarships and what you put those scholarships you have to split those up you know and so uh and try to you know piece the team say we have a, a team our roster when we start uh in august we're gonna have uh we're gonna try to have our roster up to 140 kids now of course 140 kids are not on scholarship but basically we can have you know up to about 85 you know kids that are actually you know receiving money you know some type of you know, football uh, uh, aid. Okay. How hard has it been for you to recruit athletes in our post-COVID world? Well, it's it's been hard because he, he, here's the thing with the what it did. And, and you know, and, and the NCAA, they had to do that because, you know, they basically allowed kids basically two years. So, of course, we know when the pandemic came, you know there was no especially in division two there was no football in division two at all in um and uh d- during the pandemic and so but all those but 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 all those athletes they get they, they gave them another year so they basically they've had two years so that's why it's been really hard you know for you know high school and junior colleges for guys to get recruited because you still had guys on scholarships that you still had to that to, to complete their years you know because it wouldn't be fair that okay because basically you know you didn't play a year and so you know they allowed those guys to you know to get it back to get those years back did you have any students that um decided that they wasn't they just wanted to go on with their life and they wasn't going to go into, they wasn't going pro. So they said, okay, well, I'm just going to leave. Did you, ha- did you lose some good players because of that? Uh, well, the only ones that we lost are the ones that graduated. You know, we had, we had a few guys that, you know, that have, that graduated and they just basically moved on. They could have came back and played another year, but Hey, they just, you know, just decided to go ahead since they graduated to go on and move on. Okay. That's what I wanted to, I, that's, that's where I was going at. I wanted to know if y'all had something that did that. Yes, ma'am. What do you suggest to a high school athlete that has not been scouted or recruited, but is an excellent player? Well, the thing that he has to do is, especially in this day and time with the transfer portal and with a kid, you know, he could be once a kid signed a national level of intent he was pretty much locked in there for a year if he was to go somewhere else unless he dropped down he would have to sit out a year but now with they passed the rule that hey you can transfer and be uh eligible immediately you know it's you know that's 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 been tough so that's been tough 
for the high school kids. So basically what they need to do is they need to find a school that is basically showing interest in them and going to offer them, you know, some type of, you know, money or go somewhere where they possibly can get on and be a, you know, a, a, a walk on where and, you know, you know, walk on to the program because, it, you know, one of the things that, you know, the athletes have to understand is it is a privilege to be on anybody's campus. Okay. Invite you to, you know, hey, be a preferred walk on or you can walk on. You know, can't nobody just walk up and do that. Like, in, you know, like in high school, you know, you want to uh, try out for football, you just come out and just try out. No, you can't do that in, you know, in, in you know, in college. And I, I think that's at every level, NAIA, Division three. So, you know, so, the, you know, so you, you, you just can't walk in. And so to get that opportunity to do that, you need to go, you need to go in and, and take, take advantage of that and get there and bust your butt and be the best player that you can be. And it happens because what's happening now is that, you know, everybody, you know, everybody going into the portal, a lot of college coaches are not really recruiting high school. I mean, they, they're going to still recruit them, but I mean, they basically going into the port. And so, and, and so they, so a lot of schools have, uh, you know, have coaches that, Hey, this is all you watch. Hey, you watch that conference. Hey, you watch that conference. Hey, you know, and you know, if that, you know, hey, it's a possibility that, Hey, you know, he going to the portal, we're going to try to get him. You know, so, you know, it's, 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 it's tough. It, you know, it, it is tough. So my advice to a high school kid is make sure he played at, at the top level, but find him a school, find him someone that is showing him attention, him or her, and, um, and just get there and just do the best you can and be patient and, you know, good things are happening. Thank you. Do you, do your college recruit many international athletes? Yes, I would see we have, you know, different sports, you know, like, uh, you know, we have a great soccer team and, you know, our tennis and, and our base and volleyball. Uh, they, you know, they get a chance and basketball, you know, they can recruit. Now we haven't, as far as football, we haven't had many uh, um, from overseas or whatnot, but of course, we have, they usually have someone. Okay, very good. What is your school's average GPA for your first for your first year students, and has COVID changed that? Well, the only thing that COVID has changed is for the first two years, uh, uh, you know, the NCA allowed that if a kid hadn't taken the ACT, mm-hmm. that they didn't that they didn't have to have it to be eligible. But at certain institutions, and pra- practically all of the institutions, you've got to have a certain you know, ACT score to possibly get admitted into that school. And, you know, in some, you know, in some schools it probably, you know, uh, you know, allowed them a little bit for the first two years to, you know, where maybe it might've been a 21, they might allow the 18, you know, or something like that. Okay. So you, but for grade point average, you guys don't have a minimum grade point average that you require your athletes to, to um, keep while yes. they're at school? Yes, okay. well, in Division Two, to be eligible in Division Two, you have to have a 2.2 grade point average, you know. And so, but our, our school, because uh, we, we have a private institution here, and uh, we, we allow from a 2.3 and above 
you know, to possibly get into the school. Okay. Now, what happens? Do you do you guys do anything special for athletes when they get in trouble with their academics? Well, especially well, one of, if they're on a scholarship, what happens? Well, well, well. One of the things. Well, we don't do anything special, but the thing that we do have, we we have, you know, just like most schools, all schools, you know, they have the study hall, they have tutors, you know, and different things like that. Have academic advisors that do it, you know, you know, I, you know, our people job. Of, you know, you know, helping our, uh, our athletes, but but that's what they usually have in place. They kind of have, you know, halls and and you know, and tutors. We provide, which like most schools do, provide you know, uh, which uh, with tutors and study groups and different things like that. Okay, and for a freshman student that is um, that's a high flyer. When I say high flyer, I mean excellent grades, great um, athleticism on the field um what would their first year look like now post-covid when would they have to be there when would you tell your 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 defensive line you got to show up so what would that first look year look for those those outstanding students that you're onboarding as a freshman uh coming in as a freshman you know usually reporting day for football is you week in august usually and so that's when they you know would be there now that we 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 have we allow students that if they wanted to take uh, some class if that's something they want to do and something they want to pay for themselves you know of course they're more than welcome to do that you know we got a good system you know you know here but 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 basically in august that's when you know that's when a kid reports but school doesn't usually start to maybe two or three weeks after that and uh and and usually uh you know they have a like right before school they have kind of like a week-long orientation type deal so you know to kind of you know kind of get them acclimated a little bit but we get them pretty much acclimated in august when they come in for for camp as we call it okay and um are your your athletes your student athletes um totally i mean fully vaccinated and boosted are they requiring Uh, that a, a, a good number you know, uh, you know, are vaccinated and and boosted. But the thing that we do, because we, uh, one of the things that you know, it was great here that you know, we we tested, you know, especially during our in our season from all sports three times a week. If your wow. if your uh, season was in session, we were tested, and so and we, you know, here we was following the protocol and you know and you know and everything. And that was you know that was that was that was that was a challenge. I can tell you that. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Any suggestion for a parent? We've talked about the students. Any suggestion for a parent that um, have a coach knocking on their door or recruiting their, their baby? Any suggestions you have for them? Here's the big suggestion that uh, I, and my, in this might be a soapbox, but see, a lot of the parents are not really knowing who all's recruiting their son or anything because you know, coach, because we as coaches, sometimes we call them directly because we'll see them on Twitter. They'll send their information on Twitter. We'll see it. We'll, uh, you know, start messaging them in there and different things like that. And, uh, but the parents, to me, that's, they have to get involved and at least know, okay, who all's recruiting my son? Now, but that's the only thing that I feel like they need to do. Now, I don't think the parents need to be going 
calling coaches and you know, <laughs> and doing that. I don't think they should be doing that because, and I know some of them say, well, you know, but the coach is not pushing them. And so I'm trying to do it because sometimes that, that bothers coaches because, you know, not, we, we don't mind if the kid is doing it, but when parents doing that's, that's almost a red flag. I'm just, <laughs> because, and, and, and we know, because we trying to do our best thing for our kids, you know, you know, I, you know, my kids, you know, uh, matter of fact, my son is playing for us here and, you know, my daughter played division one basketball and stuff like that. But, but the thing of it is, is that's the thing. I think the parents, they just need to find, okay, who else recruited you? What is the name of the coach? Have the coach to give me a call because a lot of times, you know, you know, the, the, the parents are not talking to the coaches and see, and the kids are not telling the parents everything. And see, and that's, you know, that's, you know, and that's, that's tough. And I, I know it's a different time because everybody, everybody's kind of individual out or singled out. And, you know, basically when you have these phones and I know we need it because I need my phone, I, I, I have a fit if I don't have my phone. But the thing <laughs> it does, really, what it does, it isolates you. It isolates you. And so that's what happens. So, and then that breaks down the level of communication. Yeah, you communicate through text and, and all that, but but you're not really getting the true meaning. Now, how many times in a text and you saw a, a text and you you took it this way and the person that sent it, you know, didn't mean it that way, but you had took it a, a certain way. You, you know what I, I mean? So, but uh, I'm not trying to get on a little soapbox or anything. But, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but that, but that's the main thing. The parents, that's the part where the parent, I think that they can do it. Just okay, who is recruiting my son? Okay, tell me about. Okay, tell me what you are offering. Tell me what is you know logist of everything, and then just kind of you know just you know just and let it go from there. You know that's what I think parents parents should do. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad you said that. Now, is there one thing that you know? If you, is there one thing that you would like to tell a student that really want to play, may not be an excellent player, but, and don't care about the scholarship money. They don't, they're not looking for scholarship money, but they want to play. Outside of, you know, finding a coach that might love on you, can you give them some advice that they can do while they are in high school to be more seen? Well, okay. First of all, okay, now you, you asked the question, uh, you know, uh, a player <laughs> maybe not be as good. Yeah, they might not be, you know, they might not be, you know, that superstar. Right, no, might not be that superstar. But the thing of it is, uh, the biggest thing of it is, is that uh, if they want to play a sport, here's the thing that I would challenge any athlete. Where is your love for the game? Okay. No matter what are you playing, where is your love for the game? Don't get caught up in all this, you know, the, you know, the NIL, you know, what you could get. Do you really love the game? Now, for an athlete that's probably not getting recruited, you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the other good ones or something like that, but really love the game, they just need to find a school that shows them 
you know, the love of finding a school where they can go to, hey, because a lot of schools are accepting, hey, you know, we accept you as a walk-on, you know, and stuff and, you know, and, and communicate. And the biggest thing that they have to do, they have to go and just work their butt off. That's, okay. that's the main thing it, because they have to go and do everything they can to be the best they can be, but they have to be patient. They cannot think because I didn't sit there and after one year or after six months or something like that, that I should be getting, you know, you know, getting this and getting that. No, it's going to take time and you have to develop yourself. And see, I think there's a lot of athletes out there, you know, male and female that, you know, don't allow themselves to develop because they're impatient, you know, you know, and if you love the game, and if you love going to school, you you need to do what it takes, what you can financially handle, and and just make it happen, and stick with it. You know, because I've seen so many, you know, so many kids they 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 come through, and because they because it's just like I can give you an example. It's just like if we can recruit a uh, you know a walk on right now. Every walk on that comes into the program, if they are not up there in the summer, or they didn't go through the spring. It is going to be tough for them to basically get on the field. But the hmm. thing is that school has allowed them an opportunity to be a part of the program. So, so, so take hold of that. Do what you can. Do what those coaches ask you to do and be the best citizen that you can be in your time will come. All right now. So, so you know, seize the moment, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to do that. You know, you have to do it. And and what happens is the kids, you know, they get caught up in, because, and I understand, I don't know if I could have made it in this doggone generation with all these phones, swipe right, swipe left, do this, <laughs> all that, you know, I probably got in all kind of trouble. But the thing of it is, it, you have to have the love for whatever sport or whatever game that you play. And if you got that love for that game, then you're going to do everything in your power that you can to better yourself so you can play that game, no matter what it is. How much of attitude, when I, uh, and not zeal, but negative attitude can impede the recruitment process? If you have a, a, a athlete who's outstanding skill, outstanding athleticism, but they have a bad attitude. They won't get recruited. I mean, they, they, they really won't because sooner or later, that player is going to let you down. Sooner or later. And sometimes... Tony? You still there, Tony? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm still here. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Did you, you lose? Went out Did you lose? Yes, I lost you for a minute, but that's okay. You. The last thing I heard you say is that sooner or later, um, that player is oh, going to oh. let you down. Yes, yeah, sooner or later, that player is going attitude. And, and you know, and, and just like in anything, because we as coach, the coaches, the all coaches are. Let me tell you something. People that are coaches, I know there are some great coaches, and then there's some bad. 
but probably 99% of, of, of the coaches care about the athletes. You know, they really do. You might have that 1% that's, you know, just trying to, but I, I and that might not be free, but, but they actually care. So, and, and, and the thing of it is, we're going to try to our best to do the best we can, you know, with a person with a bad attitude or whatnot. But, but we know sooner or later that person might let you down. So it's sometimes it's not even better to, you know, just even deal with it. I but, understand that. Yes. But thank you. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Coach Tony, for coming on to my podcast today. Listeners, become a listener supporter. Tune in next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency and author. Coach Tony, anything else you would like to say about your program? If somebody want to reach out, what do you suggest? Oh, I, I just suggest, you know, definitely, you know, look up Mississippi College. It's a, you know, it's a great school. It is a great school. Uh, the the stats speak for itself about the school. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Coach Tony, for coming on and enlightening us on some of the, the some of the galalas that we've had in, because of because of COVID and how these athletes had to sit out for two years and now they've you know gotten a waiver that they can stay they can stay two more years if they want and just giving some tips on what to do and what not to do so that they can be recruited. And like I mentioned at the beginning, that only about 7% of high school athletes go on to play college ball, college sports. So come on, athletes out there. Um, Coach Tony then gave you some good tips. Remember to have the grades and have the zeal and be willing to come in and put the hard work in. I think that's, that sums it up, right, Coach Tony? Yes, ma'am. You said it all. You can drop the mic on that one. <laughs> well, I thank you once again for coming on. And please tune in next time, listeners, to a genuine discussion for and with genuine folk. This is Taboo Winslow Mars, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency and author. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Thank you.